Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Bouble. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. My name is Joe Bouble, and I'm a tax partner in the New York City office. I'm also the firm's tax practice leader. Today we have as our guest, Michael Klein, who is also a tax partner, but in the Philadelphia office. Michael, welcome. Thanks, Joe. Glad to be here. And thanks for joining us. I know how busy you are. And today we're going to be talking about the business interest expense limitation rules. We'll talk a little bit about what the rules were as they were enacted by the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, and then what happened with regard to the CARES Act. So, Michael, let's just start off by briefly explaining what the business interest expense limitation is all about and who it applies to. Okay, Joe. Uh, in 2017, when the tax law was passed, part of that law was a limitation on business interest expense. And the way the limitation was calculated was you would each business was going to be limited to 30% of their adjusted taxable income plus their business interest income, plus floor, floor plan financing if they were in the auto dealership industry. Now, what is adjusted taxable income? Adjusted taxable income was calculated or is calculated by taking your taxable income and adding back to it business interest expense, any net operating losses, your section 199A deduction, you're, you're subtracting your business interest income. And in order to soften the uh, impact of this interest limitation for the first couple years, the IRS is allowing you also to add back depreciation and amortization. And what this does is increase adjusted taxable income, which increases the 30% limitation. Now this new limitation did not affect or apply to everybody. If your average gross receipts for the past three years were under $26 million, then you would not be subject to this interest limitation. However, if your business was classified as a tax shelter, then your gross receipts, it did not matter what your gross receipts were, you would be subject to the limitation. And the definition of a tax shelter as we went through the tax code to try and find it, we found that the tax, the tax shelter definition is if you are a pass-through entity and 35% or more of the, your law, of the yearly losses are passed through to limited partners or limited owners. And as a result of that definition, many real estate investment partnerships were affected by the limitation. However, the IRS did give these real estate trader businesses an out by allowing them to elect out of the being subject to this limitation. And in exchange, these real estate trader businesses had to decrease the amount of depreciation they were going to take each year by lengthening the lives of the assets that they were depreciating. So that's where we stood, Joe, right before uh, the changes were made recently. Okay, thanks, Michael. So then we've got the interest expense limitation in place, 18, now 19, we think, and now the CARES Act comes along. And in order to 
promote cash flow to taxpayers and make changes in the tax law to promote deductions, they modify this provision. So what happened here? Yeah, correct, Joe. So as a part of the CARES Act, which was, as you stated, passed to help businesses in this turbulent time, they looked at this interest limitation and they said, you know what? What we're going to do is increase the limitation from 30% to 50%, thus allowing businesses that are subject to this limitation to take more of an interest expense deduction. So that limitation was increased again from 30 to 50%, and it was applied to the years 2019 and 2020. In addition, they also threw in another sweetener, which said, if your 2020 adjusted taxable income is less than your 2019 adjustable, adjusted taxable income, which could be the case, Joe, because we all know that in 2020, many businesses are not going to be as profitable as they were in 2019. If that's the case, you can use your 2019 adjusted taxable income for your 2020 limitation calculation. And what should happen is this should give you a much better result with a higher deduction uh, for interest expense because your 2019 adjusted taxable income is greater. Okay, good. And then um, does this change apply to all types of taxpayers though? It does not. So the change does apply to all taxpayers except for partnerships. Partnerships um, are allowed to, to increase their uh, limitation to 50% for the year 2020. However, because they did not get the increased limitation in 2019, partners may treat 50% of any excess business interest expense allocated to them during the 2019 tax year, they can treat that, at, they can take that as an expense on their 2020 tax return. Remember, they can only take 50% of the excess with the other 50% being treated as normal excess interest expense. Then in 2020, the, the partnerships, again, will be able to increase their limitation to 30 to 50%. Okay, so for this provision, the partnerships didn't fare as well as other types of taxpayers since they gotta wait 2020 to have uh, more favorable rules. Correct. So, um, so let's just finish up, Michael. If we just go back, I know you said before that if you were a real estate trader business, you could elect out and People did that, as you mentioned, in 2018. So now what's happened with the change in the law? Can people revisit those elections and make them or unmake them? How does that work? Yeah, Joe, interestingly enough, uh, the IRS came out with a revenue procedure 2020-22, which, which added an incredible amount of flexibility to what was a very rigid code section. I spoke about the election that you could make in order to elect out of being subject to 163J or this interest limitation, and the election was irrevocable. And so now with this new revenue procedure that came out, the IRS is allowing taxpayers to revisit that decision in 2018 because of the changes that were made to the increased limitation and also some favorable depreciation changes. Because of those changes, a taxpayer, a taxpayer may want to be subject to 163J limitation 
and as a result will get a better result with their depreciation and may get greater uh, in interest than they had before. So what had been an irrevocable election is now revocable for those years. In addition, if you didn't elect in 2018 and you wanted to, the IRS is also allowing you to retroactively make the election to not be subject to 163J, assuming you are a real estate trader business, and you can make the election to be subject to it, uh, to not be subject to it, and thus be able to take your full interest deduction on your 2000 amended tax return. Uh, and, you can, and if you've already filed your 2019, you can do it for that as well. The only downside there is you will have to recalculate your depreciation because it most likely will be lower because of your election out of uh, the interest limitation. So the IRS has brought a great amount of flexibility to the taxpayer to make this decision over again because of uh, the changes in the limitations and the rules around it. Yeah, that makes sense. You're right. It's law change, so you get a fresh look at this, and you can file and amend where needed to to get you where you want to be. So that that's great. And uh, and then throughout this, the IRS, the Treasury, also been very, very favorable and responsive. So that's actually that's been very, very good and very helpful to everyone. So Michael, and I want to thank you for uh, being on the podcast. We appreciate you taking the time. And to everyone out there and your families, I uh, hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. Please look out for our other podcasts on these and other tax topics and uh, stay safe, carry on and have a good day.